Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back here to the Stream Team Podcast. Fantastic show in store for you. Super excited to be back in the saddle. Curry, how we doing, man? Good. It's uh, We've had some technical difficulties, but looks like we're all sorted out, and I'm excited to go. We're battling through. You wouldn't believe it's 2022, the way Curry's handling his technology this evening, for sure. Danny, how we doing? We're set, man. Good topics today. Can't wait. Can't wait. That is for sure. All right, let's hop into it. First, we always start miscellaneous topic, kicking around, fun discussion. This week, we're going to talk about going to the movies or streaming on your couch, your comfortable rocking chair, you know, what you prefer, what makes you know the most sense, what's something that maybe you would have liked to see in theaters, or maybe vice versa. You went and saw in theaters, but would have been you know a much more enjoyable experience on your couch. Um, then we'll get into the Mount Rushmore. Danny's got a fun one for us. He's talking 80s movies, not not exactly, you know, the best of the 80s, but movies that define the decade for sure. So we'll spin that around for a little bit. Then we'll get to selling this show. Guys will tell us, you know, what they're selling this week, what you need to spend your time watching. And then we'll get to finally weekend watch what we are excited about this weekend. So, gentlemen, without further ado, let's get to it. Um, Curry, topic and what you thought when it came to you. All right. So the topic of theater versus streaming mm-hmm. just from from a, a broad sense uh i i enjoy both mm-hmm. um i think they, they both have their pros and cons I, I i don't know if uh if there's one i would choose over the other i guess it would have to be streaming at home out of mm-hmm. the convenience but um yeah i, I think there's uh, definite benefits to both Got it. Danny Meeks, you're more of a traditionalist, right? I mean, yes. uh, you're like one of those baseball fans who like is, you know, all mad when they're trying to change the rules right. um, when it comes to content and cinematic experiences. Mm-hmm. So tell me what your thoughts were when we kicked around this topic. Uh, yeah, this was like a no brainer for me. Um, this came in. I am pro movie theater all the way. Mm-hmm. Um, it sucks to see it like kind of going downhill. Mm-hmm. people like not loving the experience anymore you texted this to us last night i just went to the movies and saw the godfather the oh, godfather awesome. was re-showing in theaters for the 50th anniversary where um uh amc cherry hill uh i think there was a i went to the cherry hill one it was shown a couple other places really? um yeah and awesome. had a fantastic time like, and I literally am sitting there like in the movie and I'm going like, you know, it was five bucks for a ticket. And I was like, I would rather do this than pay $2 to Amazon prime and like sit on my couch and watch it. Like get the candy. I, I love movie trailers, like to mm-hmm. sit there and watch the line of movie trailers before that is part of the experience. Part of the experience is the ultimate screen and ultimate darkness and the ideal, like, you know, audio levels like the way you know being presented the movie the way it was intended to be seen like and nothing can beat that i I watch movies at my house there's a glare on the screen that drives me nuts people (laughs) are talking or it's like the middle of the day and it's bright in there like i want pitch black loud like you know the movie theater experience that's what i'm looking for so yeah to go back and see godfather in that like you know in that setting was like a dream come true. Curry, before I go, uh, movie candy. What movie candy are you ripping? We're going to the movies Friday night. I'll give you a ten dollar. Uh, well, I'm going to give you a twenty dollar gift card in order for you to get one. But um, what are you going to? So, 
so the the theater experience, uh, I I agree with everything Danny said, um, but I think popcorn and snacks are absolutely part of the theater experience, and nothing beats movie theater popcorn. It's just I don't care what you say; it's not as good at home. I don't care if you have a, like your own popcorn machine; it's not as not as good at home. Um, but I will say my movie snacks, uh, I always get popcorn and then I'm a big milk duds guy. I like to get milk. Wow. Duds. I, I pour like half of the box in with the popcorn. Oh my God. Psychopath. Myself. So. Oh my gosh. Are you heavy butter curry? I see it's just the absolute globbing on the butter there when you, when you big, have big butter guy. Yeah. Uh, I, I got see that. I see that. Wow. Milk duds in with the popcorn is, is is that like an original move did you learn that from someone like how did that um no i mean i i growing up like... it was usually like m&ms or reese's pieces but i'm i i like milk duds so i started i know but i'm saying like in the like danny have you yeah, heard no, of that's it? what i'm saying like like growing up it was like we just did it like my brothers and i we would put the reese's pieces in with the popcorn danny have you heard of this I've I've heard of milk duds and popcorn like once or twice. That's just that's a that's a gluttonous move right there. <laughs> that is banana land. I've yeah. never heard yeah. anyone just just walking in just just going you know full vert on the milk duds. And Maybe. if I'm seeing that in a movie theater, like that's obscene. Like I'm calling the cops. Yeah, yeah. it's not that bad. <laughs> that's weird. <laughs> I'm walking out. Yeah. So Danny Megan, yeah, give me you know. It's okay if you give me a normal answer to this, but movie, movie theater, candy experience. Um, um, you uh, I, I will not go popcorn unless someone else gets it. I'll share popcorn. I won't be the uh, conscientious popcorn buyer. Uh, another controversial answer, maybe. I'm a junior mints guy. More than one? You guys are, you guys are ripping on me for milk <laughs> popcorn, and this guy gets junior mints at the movies? Do they make them available, or do you have to pack oh, yeah. them yourself? They, they sell them at the movie theater, Junior Mints, and I'll get if I get a drink other than like water, I'll get like a Sprite or something. But Junior Mints, I, I got I, Sprite. Movie theater Sprite's good. Yeah, I, I I got Butterfinger bites when I saw The Godfather. Did you? What did that yeah. cost you? What did that cost you? Just just like the director intended. <laughs> uh, it was probably way too much money, because half yeah, of that. I think it's probably like, nine months. Yeah, probably. Have you snuck? Have you snuck candy into a movie theater? A hundred percent. Curry. Curry? Uh, never purposely. I mean, I, I may have never purposely, but on no, like I, I'm, I don't know. I might have like mints or something. Like that. No, I've, I've never been like, oh, let's bring these snacks. I'm about, have you gone to Target? Right, it's a no. It's a no. It's a no. The answer is yeah. no. Trying yeah. to seem a little more badass by sneaking in a, a, a listerine pack. No, I'm talking about have you gone to Target before and got yeah, CVS? Yeah. yeah. No, Curry? No, no. You're just dropping twenty four dollars on milk duds and, and a large popcorn and going yes. full vert. Yes, if I'm going to the movies, I'm 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 gonna spend a, twenty yeah. on the ticket and twenty on the snack. Love it, love it. I, all right, so I'm anti the movie theater experience. I think it's horrible, honestly. I'm a, I'm obviously a very frugal person, so I'm not big on dropping bread on something like that. Especially if I if I had to go, I would a thousand percent be sneaking in candy. Candy would be bunch of crunch, no doubt. Um, okay. feel like that's like a movie theater staple, but dollars so before Target before, um, hundred percent. And uh, no, I just think that, like, like Danny, you were saying, like, you know, there might be daytime things going on outside. I just hate other people. I think, and like, mm -hmm. I just don't want to hear like, if it's a funny movie, like, I don't want to hear other people laughing maybe too much about it. Or if it's a serious movie, I don't want to be interrupted by, 
you know, this guy who's, you know, got a weak bladder, who's been up three times because he got a blue icy, you know? And so that's my thoughts about, it. I think that I like the controlled climate of at home. I can pause. I got to take a leak. You know, I, I, pausing I, is huge. Pausing, pausing is, is yeah. huge. Pause is huge. I could be crushing. Yeah. I can't get a blue icy from my couch hundred percent, but, but I can pause. I can do whatever I need to do. And I get it. It's a little bit less experience, but they got blackout. I got blackout curtains if I need them. Yeah. Um, I'm also not like a big action movie guy. I just feel like action movies is kind of where you're getting like that top experience, like for movie theater. Um, okay. And so that that too probably plays into it a little bit. Um, so that, that that's those are my general thoughts, honestly. Bunch of crunch, sneak in if you have to go, but economically, I'm just it's just too much of a adverse decision for me to for me to commit like that. So. I, I feel you on that and not to like keep going on about it, but like, I, you know, Godfather, seven people in the movie theater. It was like perfect. Like right. just other like movie nerds, like all kind of like hiding away from each other. Yeah. But like, I will say like the three movies I saw before that mm-hmm. terrible movie theater experiences, Batman, like, uh, Batman. I was actually, it was pretty small. I saw like a matinee, um, but okay. like other, you know, I saw like Halloween kills in theaters, like Black Widow, something else I forget. But it was like people are on the phones, people are talking, people, you know, kids fucking running up and down the steps. Like I really oh, was you. like, <laughs> yeah, like I was really getting like a little bit annoyed. Like pe- yeah. sh- people are shameless about the phone anymore. Yes, yeah, twenty twenty two. That's the thing. In the yeah, seventies, like, I go to see a movie. Yeah, yeah, I feel good. You, know, yeah, you, can, you can't ask a kid to put his phone away for two hours anymore. So that's mm-hmm. like that's you say in the seventies. Yeah, I'm saying the seventies. In, in yeah. the seventies, people yeah. are ripping bogues next to you. Give me a bogue. They're yeah. smoking on airplanes in the seventies. Give me early nineties. All right, Curry. Give me okay. Google that's hunting fair. opening fair. weekend. Okay, I'm there. But I don't need to see Iron Man next to some <laughs> shit for brains. The nine year old who's like, you know got glow shoes on and talking to his mom the whole time or something yeah oh even even worse is the not the nine-year-old but like the 29-year-old who's wearing an iron man costume oh <laughs> yeah that 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 speaks me out in a big way <laughs> oh yeah 100 percent. i can get by harry potter you know i, I didn't put a, a scar on my head but I, the people that did i didn't look down on them but yeah the superheroes i'm a little uh i'm not i'm not all in on capes I'm not a big cape guy so but all right, that's where I'm at. Anything else on this topic, boys? What are we thinking? You good? I'm good. Uh, I, I wanted to say one thing. So with watching go. from home, I think there's a lot of movies that you'll watch at home that you would never see in you would never go to see in the movie theater. Good so point. that's yeah. a big benefit to watching from home. Yeah, I think yeah, it's and you know it sucks. That's the other thing. Movie sucks. Like it's on Netflix. It sucks. I'm just out after 22 minutes. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. This is like Christ. Like I spent 26 hours of being here. Like shit. So have you, have you ever, this is a quick aside. Have either yes. of you ever walked out of a, th- yes. a movie theater? hundred percent. Yes. I've never really? have, but that's what movie I gotta, I gotta try and remember it. I gotta try and remember. It. I'll try and do it. I'll look it up during this. It was terrible. Went with the, went with the, someone of the opposite sex and just, you know, they were, they were in agreement. Like we got to bounce. Wow. It was like it was, you know, the movie was catered towards the opposite sex, but it was like, like I'm, I'm in on that. Yeah. And then uh, it was terrible. I gotta, I gotta try and remember it. Shoot, like but yeah, 50, I walked out. Fifty Shades or something? Like, no, it was, it was in like Fifty Shades. It would like, it was like, perks of being a wallflower esque, but that's actually a good movie. So it was like that kind of movie, and it was just, kind of, and it was just like, 
40, probably 36 minutes in, just like, you want to roll? Yeah, cool. Really? Love that. Love that. Yeah, power that's move. power power move so all right um on that note curry anything you want to say something about movies you you want to see in the theater right you want to say a little something about that um oh yeah so we, we wanted to have a little little convo on movies we wish we saw yeah. in theaters i mean with the pandemic you know most things have been watched uh on i have zero my list, only. Is, my list is zero by the way <laughs> zero. I, so i have a list small list but uh one parasite the uh, korean movie that won best picture that watched it at home. It was awesome. I would have much rather watched it in a theater. Um, okay. Two, this one, kind of a, an asterisk here. Hamilton, watched it on Disney Plus. Would have much rather seen it, at, you know, on Broadway. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> Thank you. Three, uh, Encanto, one of Disney's biggest movies uh, of the past couple of years. Um, it's only on Disney Plus, but I think it would have been great in theater. And the last one, this one I could have seen in the theaters, but I wasn't uh, – into the superheroes at the time, but I think Infinity War and Endgame, I think they both would have been awesome in theaters. Um, you know, like I saw Sp the new Spider-Man movie in theaters, and and like the, when you're in a theater with Marvel fans who like everyone's into it, like they like they're cheering when they when something good happens. Like it's it's exciting. It's fun to it's fun to enjoy things. You know, with with other with a community. So yeah, I respect that. I respect. It. It's kind of like like going on Twitter and seeing like the reaction to the to the Succession finale. You know, but yeah, instead, yeah. like watching Succession with like a bunch of randos. Um, I'll enjoy it, but I'll still make fun of the guys in costume. Yeah, it's huge, very, very true. All right, cool. Um, Mount Rushmore. Let's talk eighties. I talk seventies. So let's talk eighties. Danny, me. What do we got? Okay. Um, so like we said earlier, this was not necessarily like the best movies or the greatest movies yeah. from the eighties. Like the eighties is just such a like a decades decade, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Like. Like, yeah, like what could define the decade? Um, coming in at number one, like I think I say 80s. The first thing that comes into my mind is Breakfast Club. Breakfast Club, I was going to yes, say. Sir. Yes, sir. Okay, like that's what I'm talking about. Like, this was like John Hughes was the 80s director. He just like nailed like how kids felt. And, you know, he had all the, you know, whether it was – uh all these might not even be John Hughes, but like those teenage movies of like 16 candles, pretty yeah. in pink, like St. Elmo's fire, Ferris mm -hmm. Bueller's day off, like breakfast club, I think was the pinnacle of that. Like, you know, the archetypes boiled down to like these five kids, like everyone just felt like represented in that movie. Um, so that was my number one. Number two, I'm going top gun. Um, again, okay. just an eighties feel to that movie. Like Tom Cruise is on the rise. Uh, I have a fun fact here. According to the U.S. Navy, the box office box office success of Top Gun saw the recruitment rates balloon by a massive five hundred percent increase. Holy shit! Uh, yeah, I like believe that. Is, yeah, um, I don't know what it was before, but um, yeah, Top Gun. I just think Top of the won 80s. World War Two. Yeah, like <laughs> you know, this was just felt like a very eighties movie to me. Uh, Terminator. This to me yeah. was like that sci-fi wave of like Terminators, aliens, predators, all that. Um, you had the Arnold Schwarzenegger factor, just like another guy that hugely profited off of the eighties. Mm -hmm. uh, and coming in at number four, I have Rocky four. Um, Rocky four. Yeah. Rocky four. This has like the eighties feel to me of like not great movies. This was like, you know, sure, people sure. were just like pumping out sequels. 
and this has the added bonus of like the anti-russian theme to it and that yeah like the red scare was real in the 80s and Mm -hmm. there were movies like back this up like i was close between this and red dawn Mm -hmm. but i went with like rocky four um so yeah that was my mount rushmore i uh i had a good time picking this one awesome one thing i'll say about this before curry gives his you know lawyer rebuttal here it's like um like some of these some of these mouths are doing like it's kind of thin you know what i'm saying like it's like yeah it's like you know best hockey movies and it's like all right yeah. well there's like seven so yeah like, <laughs> this is like this is deep this is yeah. like a deep bench for sure yeah. so yeah like hats off for picking a good four there and for 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 you know winnow them down uh curry reaction uh so i Breakfast Club. I'm in, no I'm in agreement. Yeah, Bre- Breakfast Club. Absolutely, first movie that came to mind. Um, so I tried to do it a little kind of logically here. I, I went. All right. Chronologically or kind of logically? Kind of logically. I went. All right. There's 80s movies. I said there's there's teen movies, which that I selected Breakfast Club, but like Danny said, there was plenty to choose from. Yeah. Uh, action movies, which Ooh. I had Terminator written for mine, so Danny and I are in sync with those two. Um, then I, I, I was trying to get it down to four categories, but I could only get it down to five. So I had comedy because there's just ridiculous 80s comedies, mm-hmm. fantasy, and then kind of coming of age. And that one I would have left out if I could only go with four, but I'm making my own rules here. So, so for comedy, I went with Caddyshack. <laughs> nice. Okay. For, reven- uh, for fantasy, I went with Back to the Future. I was going to say Back to the Future was one that I had. What's your yeah, thoughts I mean, on Back to the Future, Danny? Quick one. Quick thought. Love it. Holds up. Okay, cool, cool. And then I coming of age is my last one. I would want to stand by me. Okay. That's you, Curry. Yeah, I think you're right. I, I think I should have done a comedy, especially like a Bill Murray comedy. Uh, like I feel I said, like Bill like Murray Top had Gun, to be maybe. represented, yeah. Yeah. But so did Schwarzenegger, so did Tom Cruise. So, I mean, you couldn't right. couldn't go wrong. You couldn't miss. Dirty Dancing. Bottom. That was close. That okay. was close. All right, yeah. Well, not, not that I'm Mr. Dirty Dancing, but, you know, it, it does have that 80s feel for sure. Right. Absolutely. Um, what was the other one I wanted to say? I can't remember. Shining. It was early, early. Yeah, 80s. that was nineteen eighty, yeah, like on yeah. the dot. It's like feel. It doesn't feel super eighties though, but it's just like such a goat goaty movie that came out in the eighties. Fast mm-hmm. people stay off. That's kind of you're you're splitting hairs when you, when you go Breakfast Club. Right. Mm-hmm. Two of the yeah, the other two here were Footloose, which is somewhat similar Dirty Dancing, similar Dirty, yeah. and um, E.T. For when you say fantasy, I had character. that. I was, right. I was bouncing that around with fantasy, yeah. So that's right yeah. up there. So, but just a strong decade. I don't, I don't have any qualms with uh, Danny's four there for sure. And I think, like I said, you could do another, you know, th- three Mount Rushmores, and you'd still have some. Oh yeah, left absolutely. Over. So all good on that. Put a bow on that. All good. Love it. Cool. All right. Love a little eighties. Maybe we'll do nineties. You want to do nineties next week, Danny? Why not? Let's do it. Love the nineties. Um, I don't know if it's as deep, but we'll, we'll do it. I know. I think that, I think that I would like to see the side by side depth um, mm-hmm. for sure. So, all right, let's spin it along here, boys. Let's get to sell me this show. I'm going to start with Curry. What are you selling me this week, my man? I'm selling you on a show that season two is starting up uh, relatively soon. It is The Flight Attendant. You love HBO this show, Max. Man. You love this show. Uh, I'm not going to say I love this show, um, but I. So the, the first I, episode. Reason I say that is we have a we have a group chat about shows and Curry 
you know, it's, it's not like people are dropping in any little show. They're dropping in, you know, only shows they're really recommending. Curry dropped in the, the flight attendant when it came out. I, so I, I probably dropped it in after the first episode because the first episode was was the peak of the series, which <laughs> is, it's not a good thing. I mean, first episode was great. It drew you in. You got uh, Kaylee Cuoco. I don't uh, for the girl from, from Big, Big Bang. Bang Theory. Yeah. Right. So Kay- Kaylee Cuoco, and she she's the star. Obviously, she's a flight attendant. She's an alcoholic. She's sleeping around with guys all over the world on these flights. Um, and the first episode she wakes up next to a dead body it's one of her passengers that she she went with in bangkok and slept with she wakes up from a drunken night and can't remember anything and he's he is dead he his throat is slashed so she kind of cleans up the crime scene and gets out of there and tries to like you know they they fly back to america her flight and she tries to forget that it ever happened or tries to kind of Mm-hmm. you know get away with it but she also like she has no clue what happened um because she she was she was drunk and she's yeah. con, kind of always drunk so that's that's the first episode is kind of sets you up with this like murder mystery mm-hmm. um and you're not sure if she did it or not um and then it just kind of gets progressively less believable um mm-hmm. because she's a drunken flight attendant she's not james bond but she starts doing all these kind of like yeah. spy tactics and trying to do her own vet investigation while also avoiding the FBI investigation. And so it gets a little unrealistic, but at that point you're, you're already a little invested. You're already in. Um, so it's worth, it's worth watching. And, you know, she's, she's pretty good. Uh, the, the passenger who's dead, he, he kind of uh, is in throughout the series as like a dead, like, not a narrator, but as like like her conscience almost, mm-hmm. and that's he's played by uh, Michael Husman, Hu- Michael Husman. I don't know how you say it, but Michael Husman. He's from uh, Game of Thrones. He was Dario, the the second oh, Dario, yeah. and he was also in uh, uh, Hill House. He was the the author's yeah. son. So anyway, so yeah, so th- those are the two stars that kind of carry the show, and uh, and they both put on good performances. It's worth watching. The second season is coming up soon. And while they kind of resolved most of this story, there is another story with one of the other flight attendants who she committed some sort of like federal treason. And that's kind of where they're picking up in season two. So it's, uh, it's, it's compelling. It's worth watching. And if you need a show to watch flight attendant on HBO max. Got it. Like it, Curry, like it for sure. It's coming back. I know I saw a little preview for it and uh, with, with the you know lead actress there it's it's compelling compelling stuff to her outside of the you know normal big bang uh setting for sure so all right danny meeks what do we got what are you telling me all my man uh, uh I did a, yeah if you haven't seen the godfather yet you should okay. check it out um no i went with uh the last duel this is a movie mm-hmm. it's on hbo max um i think speaking of movie theater experiences this was one that was a COVID release and I think like felt the effects of it, you know, pretty much bombed at the box office. Um, yeah. Director Ridley Scott, like kind of went off on millennials about it. Like he was like, you know, you people are, what is the last one? What is it? What is it based? What is it? So this is, uh, this is actually based on a true story. This is one of the last, uh, like fights to the death, um, like sanctioned by a King in France. Um, this is starring Matt Damon, Adam Driver. We all know, uh, you know, Kylo Ren uh, and Ben Affleck. 
Uh, Jody Comer, she's from the TV show Killing Eve. Um, she plays the wife. So Matt Damon is married to this girl. She is um, raped by Adam Driver, allegedly. So the movie is played three different times through the perspective of Matt Damon, then through the perspective of Adam Driver, who's the being accused of rape. And the last perspective is thrown th shown through the wife. So it's like similar stories, each told from a different perspective. If you watch it like very closely, like there's very minor differences of the same exact scene, but like just kind of different enough where it does make you think about like, Who's really right here? You don't know like which version is the truest version. And then finally, the ending of the movie is the duel. Um, you know, Matt Damon feels that he was wrong. He needs to stand up for his wife's honor, defend his wife's honor, and uh, fight Adam Driver to the death. Is it a duel? What are we talking? Swords? Uh, it starts jousting. And then really? jousting goes into swords from there. Yeah, this is like 1400s France. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, that seems like a totally, like, probably solid movie, but 100% COVID bomb. Like, yeah, yeah. It, and it, it, it's like a slow burn. Like, you know, yeah. you kind of watch it the first time, and then you're going through the second time. It's like, Jesus, like, come on. All right, let's, like, speed it up a little bit. But, again, like, if you can settle down, watch this closely. It's, Devoted, it, yeah. It, yeah, it's a good movie. Love it. Love it. That's a good one. That's a deep one. That's, that's yeah. good shit. And it's available at HBO? Yes, HBO Max. Love that. That's a good one. Cool. All right, Curry, we can watch. What do we got? What do we got, man? We Showtime watch, Lakers? Uh, Showtime Lakers on winning time. It's, you it's you like show. it? It's, it? I do. I do. I, I've been enjoying it so far. John C. Riley's great. Um, we talked about it a little bit last week, yeah. but the breaking the fourth wall, it, it's it's a it's a good show. It's it's uh, Yeah, keep watching it for sure. Um, cool. On uh, on Netflix, uh, Human Resources, which is the, the Big Mouth spinoff. Uh, so far, I watched one episode, and it is – it is a lot. It's like it's big mouth, <laughs> but without the kids, it's just like the the hormone monsters and all, all the weird little characters. And it, it it's it's, it's pretty heavy. raunchy, but it's it's funny. <laughs> yeah, you you have to really enjoy the raunchiness of Big Mouth to enjoy that show. Got um, it. And then also uh, Miss Maisel, the the finale I think was uh, might have been two weeks ago, but I, I haven't caught up yet. So Miss Maisel, you like then, this season? Uh, yeah, yeah. I think I think Miss Maisel's one of the best shows Amazon Prime has to offer. Um, okay definitely watch that and this is the i think they're gonna do one more season after this they announced okay um, good and then inventing anna on netflix limited series uh i'm like halfway through i didn't realize how, many, how long it is there's nine episodes but um so I'm, I'm halfway through that and uh it's it's kept my interest and her accent is just so horribly like nondescript like i have no idea what the accent is i think that's kind of the point but it <laughs> bothers me it bothers me weird accent got yeah. it but you're you're in on inventing anna if I said, "Hey, Kurt, I'm thinking about watching this," you'd say spend nine hours watching it. Um, for you, I mean, you're a man of particular taste. I'd probably say no. Um, maybe I maybe Danny. I don't know. I don't know. I'd, I'd say watch the first episode. I, I wouldn't. I'm not going to commit to nine hours for you, but watch. Just spend an hour first. Man of particular taste. That's the nicest compliment I've, I've gotten in three weeks. I feel like <laughs> if it's even a compliment. Yeah, I don't uh, think it was. I, I don't know if it is, but. <laughs> <laughs> all right but is that it curry that's it, that's it. you're on particular taste that's it. Um, cool danny meeks what are we thinking uh i'm with curry on the uh winning time 
train loving that so far um uh i'm also gonna watch minx this weekend we mentioned it again last yeah. weekend uh i'm a big jake johnson fan he played uh, nick miller on new girl yes. um this is about a female porno mag in the 70s mm-hmm. uh, pretty much like playgirl i think so uh yeah it looks pretty good i just watched the trailer today what and platform? uh uh hbo max again big big hbo that. max guy you're loving that. um yeah so uh looks pretty good cool good shit good episode right here quick one spinning around good topics danny you all good i'm good brother good curry all good let's shut it down here boys all right and that's been another episode here of the stream team podcast